this morning, I have the pleasure of introducing our wonderful speaker to you. Uh, this is a dear friend of mine and a wonderful sister in Christ. Um, honestly, this woman of God has such contagious laughter and joy. I don't think I've ever seen her without a smile on her face. So in preparation of our speaker today, I would like to, you to turn to the person next to you and literally give them the biggest smile you can. Like, give them the biggest smile you got in you. And please help me with a warm welcome to Joy Chilala. Good morning, see you. Welcome to today's chapel. If we have any Golden Eagle Day guests, welcome. If you're looking for a Christ-centered community, where Christ is the greatest influencer, you are in the right place. So I said earlier on, my name is Joy Jilala. I am originally from Zambia. I'm a senior, shout out to all the seniors. <laughs> I'm studying social work. So this month, we are talking about the aspect, aspect of prayer. Pastor Rob on Wednesday talked about the different um, types of prayer. And I'm going to continue with that aspect. When I was asked to share in chapel a few months ago, I was excited. I was like, what a great opportunity to share with God's people something that he wants me to share. As the days grew closer, I was like, no. <laughs> this is not for me. I don't think I am capable of sharing. I think there's somebody out there better who can do a better job than I can. I asked a couple of my friends and they encouraged me. I asked uh, different questions, and they answered some questions, and they helped me prepare for today. In the same way, today we're going to read a passage in which the disciples go to Jesus and they ask a question. The disciples have walked with Jesus side by side, and on this particular day, they have a different question. If you were in the disciples' shoes, if you were in physical contact with Jesus, what question would you want to ask him? You see, the disciples walked with, with him every day, and they would have decided to ask him a question like, Jesus, teach us how to make manna fall from heaven. Or Jesus, would you teach us how to heal the sick? Or even better, Jesus, would you teach us how to turn water into wine? <laughs> but on this particular day, they had this one question. Master, would you teach us how to pray? Let's turn our Bibles to the book of Luke. If you have your soft copy or your hard copy, please turn to the book of Luke, chapter 11. And I will read from verse 1 to verse 4. You can also follow on the screen. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, how Lord be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. 
and lead us not into temptations. If you look at this verse from, chapter, uh, from Matthew chapter 6, it's a little bit longer. We see here that Luke has omitted some of the things. You're probably wondering, like, where are the other verses like, your will be done? Well, Luke decides to condense it. I will be using both uh, Luke and Matthew. So let's take a look at the scripture. This scripture is broken down into two parts. The first part uh, is directed to God, Father, hallowed be your name. And then the second part of this scripture is that it's about us. It, talks, it says, lead us not into temptations or give us this day our daily bread. So the disciples have seen Jesus live a life of prayer. They have walked with this man, and they have seen this man wake up early in the morning so that he can commune with his father. Come to think of it, this is Jesus who is part of the three Godheads, and he is waking up early in the morning to go and pray to the father. They have seen this man pray before he is about to be betrayed, and he still prays even at the cross. And they're asking him to say, teach us how to pray. In this passage, Jesus gives us an outline rather than an established manner by which we should pray. The disciples asked Jesus to teach them, and now we have this model of prayer. The disciples, as I said, spent so much time with him, but they wanted to learn and pray like he does. This, the first part of this model of prayer is acknowledging God. Jesus says, when you pray, he doesn't say, if you pray, he says, when you pray. Because he knows that prayer is a very vital aspect of a Christian and of a believer's life. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, the word of God says, Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Pray without ceasing. What does that look like? It's like telling somebody to say, breathe without ceasing. It's like an involuntary thing that you have to do. When you breathe, you don't have to think about it. It's like, you just do it. It just happens. It's like, pray without ceasing. This model of prayer is also God-centered. It does not begin with human needs or desires. In this first verse, Jesus is acknowledging and honoring God's holiness. When he says, how Lord be your name, the word hallowed means holy. He's proclaiming that God is holy. He's proclaiming that God is worthy of all our praises. He's proclaiming that God is the one who is, who was, and is to come. Another word for the word father is Abba. Abba is uh, a term used to connect the personal relationship that Jesus has with God. The name Abba to Jesus means the one who loves unconditionally, the one who forgives, the one who knows how to give good gifts. What does the term father or Abba mean to you? To me, it means that God has been my rock. It means that God has been my shield. It means that God has been my provider in moments when I didn't know where my next meal was, com was going to com come from. It means that God was my friend in Pickett my freshman year 
when I just cried because it was hard. But God was my father in that moment. When you think of the word father, what comes to your mind? Who is God to you? When you look at the word father, what figure comes in your head? Is he somebody that you can look up to and say, God, I need you in this moment? In verse, um, sorry. In verse four, he says, forgive our sins. Here the word sin is dead, and this is the debt that we owed God. But then he decided to send Jesus to come and die for our sins. Romans 3 verse 23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. When we pray, we ask God for, our, for, for him to forgive us of our sins because we are all sinners. The last part of this uh, verse says, Lead us not into temptations. When we pray, do we ask God to direct our paths? When we wake up in the morning, do we ask God to say, God, would you please go before me? Would you please order my steps in the way that is pleasing to you? Do we ask God to say, may everything that I do direct to you. When people see me, may they see that I am living a Christ-centered life. It also says, do not put us to test such that our faith will be weakened. When we find ourselves in trials and temptations, we know that God's strength is made known to us. In 2 Corinthians, Paul talks about the thorn in his flesh, but then he boasts in his weaknesses because he knows that God's power is made known based in our weaknesses. And this is how Jesus taught his disciples to pray. When we pray, do we ask God to deliver us from evil? There's a lot of things that happen in this world. And there is actually things that we do not see with our naked eyes. But God, being who he is, he is our protector. And he can protect us. Thank you for that. <laughs> we need that once in a while. God is the one who delivers Delivers, he delivers us from all the evil and even all the things that we cannot see. Amen. Where I come from, if the message is getting better, you can respond. <laughs> you don't have to be quiet the entire time. Amen. <laughs> Sorry, I skipped something that I would really like to allude to. I think I skipped from one verse to the other. But I'll go back to verse 2, where it says, Your kingdom come and your will be done. He is directing or talking about the, the theme of eschatology in which God's kingdom is here, but not yet. I'm sure some of you have heard of that term. I'm not going to go into deeper details because today we're just focusing on the aspect of prayer. For Jesus and his disciples, the kingdom was not only a future reality, but the present experience. God's will is already done in heaven. And at consummation, 
all creation will actualize the will of God, bringing all the rebellious earth back to his rightful sovereignty and authority. It is important to acknowledge the will of God in our lives. As Christians or as believers, whose will are we under? Whose will are we obeying? Or whose will are we submitting to? Are we submitting to our own will? Are we submitting to whatever our friends tell us to do because that is the new norm or that is what is more fun? Whose will are we submitting to? If Jesus himself, the son of God, submitted to the will of his father, then who are we? Whose will are we submitting to? And verse three says, Give us this day our daily bread. The interpretation of bread here takes two forms. The physical bread and also something more than just the physical bread. The first interpretation is that we live in a spiritually hunger-stricken world. People are longing for more than just the things of this world. They are longing for somebody higher. They are longing for a higher being. And for Christians... We have the privilege to long for Jesus Christ who can give us and satisfy our souls. And the other understanding of bread is the normal worldly uh, need for survival and food. Imagine if we could pray like, God, give us this day our daily hot dog. Or God, give us this day our daily burger or injera or nshima or whatever food that we, that we eat. You see, I saw God come through, and I prayed this prayer literally when I was growing up to say, God, give us this day our daily bread. And guess what? I saw God come through in my family when we didn't have anything. I saw him provide exceedingly abundantly above all that we could have ever imagined or even perceived. He came through. And sometimes God might not come through in the way that you expect him. And we can't question that. He is God, and we can't understand him sometimes. And also, Jesus lived among the poor, both in flesh and in spirit. And so, you know, he says, give us this day our daily bread. He says, God, satisfy my soul with your bread. Satisfy my heart with the living water, because Jesus is the living water. Jesus is the only one who can satisfy our souls. The things of this world are great, but that should not be our daily bread. The things of this world bring only pleasure that can last for a moment. But God's bread, because he is the living water, he can satisfy our souls. And he can satisfy that empty space that we feel within. If we go to him in prayer, Remember, the disciples walked close to Jesus, and yet they still asked him to teach them how to pray. If we walk closely with God in prayer, he will satisfy that desire that we have within us. Amen? Amen, Amen church? <laughs> and in conclusion, you might be here, and you are wondering, Joy, I do not know how to pray. That's okay. 
because the disciples think, come to think of it, if this was a school, probably Jesus was the principal and the disciples were probably the professors and maybe we are the students. The disciples in this aspect being the professors asked Jesus to teach them how to pray. How much more shall we not ask him to teach us how to pray? How much more shall he not teach us in the way that he wants us to pray? Jesus is always there to listen, even when we think that our prayers are meaningless. In those moments when you're sitting in your room or in your car or wherever you, where you are, and you think, I don't think this prayer is going anywhere, guess what? His ears are not too deaf that he cannot hear your prayer. And he is not, uh, his ears are not too deaf that he cannot hear your cries. Even in your lowest moments, he will listen to you. If you are here and you're struggling in the aspect of prayer, you are in the right place. You are in good company because Jesus will teach you. Go to him and say, Father, I do not have the right words. And honestly speaking, we can't really please God with our words because he is sovereign. But if we ask him to speak in us and through us, it shall be well. Amen. I am going to ask all of us to stand. I will pray, and at the end, I would love for us to just say the Lord's Prayer together. And we'll have it on the screen so that we don't get confused on what um, version to use. <laughs> Jesus, Would you please teach us how to pray? When we are rejoicing, teach us how to pray. When we're going through trials and temptations, would you please teach us how to pray? When we cannot find the words to speak, would you listen to our hearts? Would you teach us as a community how to pray for one another? Would you teach us how best we can serve one another even in prayer? Amen.